So if you've been married more than a week, you know there's a difference between intimacy and sex. You can have either one without the other, but together, it's an incredible experience. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number eight, and we are going to be talking about fully engaged sex. So what does that mean? What that means is that both spouses are fully present. There's a real sense of connection. It's the difference between just doing it and actually bonding it between having sex and making love. So there's a lot that goes into a real sense of connection during sex, but the one thing we want to focus on today is eyes open sex. So what does having your eyes open do for you during sex? (laughs) Well, it's really handy when you're driving, for example. It's a lot safer. Okay, so we're going to dig into that and we're going to unpack that a little bit. But just to give some background here, this is coming from a guy called Dr. Schnarch. I think I said that right. He really emphasizes this. He's a certified sex therapist who runs hundreds of workshops and has surveyed thousands of people about sex. Now, for those of our listeners that are from a faith background, I wouldn't recommend his book to you. It's explicit. It has explicit language and it's not written from any kind of a faith perspective. If you are a type of person who can eat the meat and spit out the bones, there is a lot of good, genuine content that really helps unpack the whole intimacy issue. And especially as it relates to the physical intimacy of, of marriage. Kind of a it's, a, it's a review with a caveat there. So he's done quite a bit of surveying and some here's some of his stats for you. Seven and a half percent of couples never have sex. That's too bad. It is. 32% never make eye contact during sex. So that's kind of an interesting yeah. figure. Like they never look at each other. So that with the other one is about 40%. Yeah. 42% of people sometimes make eye contact during sex. And only 18.5% actually sometimes have orgasms while looking into each other's eyes. So that really raises the question then about how engaged we are during sex. Right. And I don't think there's any question that it's linked to real sexual fulfillment because... Only 9.4% of those surveys said they had a robust and erotic sexual relationship. So really healthy, vibrant sexuality. But what deepens the intimacy is the sense of connection. And that happens on a number of levels. But if you have your eyes open and you're in touch with each other, rather than each being lost in your own private pleasure, that's sex at a more intimate level. Yeah. I mean, even from a day-to-day aspect, right? If you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they're on their phone, they're Mm -hmm. not looking at you. They're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. I never really put that together. Yeah. So, you know, an extreme opposite of this is the idea of being bored and lazy during sex. So people just kind of, a couple, they're just doing their marital obligations underneath. They're isolated. Maybe they're, you know, they're filled with concerns or their own insecurities about their body or, or just intimacy. So their bodies are there, but they're not both fully present and fully engaged. And that's what he's really calling for. And that's what we want to talk about today. Okay. So I came across some research that shows how engagement makes for a very different experience. Now, this first one is from Mosher in 1980 and the Journal of Sex Research. And the language is a little technical, but just kind of follow me here. So the first part is about what he calls a sexual trance. So this is disengaged sex, if you will. Okay. So when that sexual trance is the preferred pathway of involvement, the setting requires freedom from distractions. And I'm reading what he's written here. The mood is relaxed and receptive. Sexual techniques emphasize repetitive, sensual pacing. The sexual style is passive and inwardly oriented. 
Fantasies are a scriptless sensory images, and sex is conceived to be an altered state of consciousness or a trip that leads to intense absorption into sensation and orgasm with faded consciousness in which the person is transported. Wow, that was technical. That was. so. But there's a lot about, you know, this person is still achieving orgasm and still having sex, right? But it's just completely inwardly focused. Absolutely. That's exactly it. So here's the contrast that they found in their research. When engagement with the sex partner, so that being the leading thing, when that programs the sexual contact episode, then the mood and setting are romantic reminders of the love bond. The sexual techniques emphasize kissing, cuddling, and face-to-face contact. The sexual style is affectionate and mutually pleasuring. The fantasies are romantic. Sex is conceived to be a loving merger. And orgasms are flowing with a loss of the self in a loving union. Now that's a very different picture because their engagement is leading rather than just sort of, I'm in a sexual trance. And again, I kind of repeat that fact that, you know, in both situations, people had an orgasm and they had sex. Right. But there's the whole experience of intimacy is at an entirely different level. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, that second part, right, of engagement sounds a lot more like the sexual implications of the biblical statement about marriage when they say they too shall be one flesh. Absolutely. It's not one and one and they both do their own thing. It's like no one and one. Makes one. Makes one. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how, how it's different. So again, you know, it's very scientific language, but it's kind of saying you can do all the right moves of rubbing your wife's clitoris just the right way. But if you're not actually present and making contact with her, you're not feeling her. You're not experiencing your sexuality as intimacy. The intensity, yeah. Intimacy, not so much. So you can actually be touching, but not feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you feel with? Like feel with your heart? Yeah, feeling in the sense of emotion, right? Emotion, okay. So, and in our, we experience emotion as the embodiment of feelings in different parts of our bodies. So that happens in different ways in different places for different people. All right. That was kind of scientific too. Yeah, sorry. So it starts really highlights that, right? We can touch without feeling and this might be called sex, but it's not intimate. And you may even be regularly orgasmic, but still not make contact with each other. Emotional contact. Yeah. Yeah. So we can actually close our eyes, focus on the sensations in our body, work on technique. We can make it look right. We can achieve orgasm. And these actually can all become ways of avoiding engagement. So the activity of sex does not necessarily imply that there's real intimacy or that the act develops or deepens intimacy. So if I just pretend, then you know, maybe my husband will leave me alone. He won't dig in like, what's the matter? Or is there something wrong? And then I don't have to face any of that. Is that yeah, what you're so saying? Yeah, so it's a possibility in some marriages that, you know, you can sort of fulfill your marital obligations. It keeps hubby happy, but your heart isn't there. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, you're not, you're, you're touching, but you're not feeling. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Right. So that's where we want to really be careful about our sex lives and our sexuality as a couple uh, in our marriages is to be aware of the need for intimacy. Yeah, that's good. Beyond just the physical. So what if you're uncomfortable with profound intimacy or you you don't want to, you know, show your vulnerability of complete sexual surrender? Yeah. So he talks about this idea of eyes open sex and we'll get to that a little bit, but there's a couple of things to note. One is, you know, this is not another technique to throw in the repertoire. Oh, I got my eyes open now and we're having sex, right? Right. It may feel a little bit like that at the start when you first practice it, if you're kind of just have fallen into the habit of having your eyes shut. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not the technique, it's the connection that's behind it, right? Right, okay. And 
And this is where as a couple, there's going to be that, that growth and it actually may feel uncomfortable or awkward. So you want to kind of layer or, you know, step your way into this and uh, it's going to take a little bit of work. But one of the things you can do is to just slow things right down from, from the start of your foreplay. So engage in that creative eyes open foreplay, see into each other's eyes when you're kissing. That foreplay is communicating about the pleasure that you're experiencing. So there's a reason why we're the only creature in God's creation that has been designed to have face-to-face sex. What's that reason? Connection. Intimacy. Yeah, intimacy. So we can see into each other's eyes, we face each other. Right. And it's not saying we can't use other sexual positions from time to time, but this is a unique feature of human beings. That's neat. That we actually do that in that position or format, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Right. So we need to think about contact then. We need to be present with each other. Yeah. Not worry about the technique. As much. As much. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just about doing my duty or performing or touching the right thing at the right time. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting deeply. Intimately. Intimately. And really enjoying each other and enjoying that giving and receiving of pleasure. And sometimes it's easier to give than to receive. Yeah, that can be. And I think, I think even in, you know, we could go into this in another episode, but especially for women where, you know, there's this extra pressure on them to not have sex. Sex is bad. Don't go there. And that switch is turned off all the way through adolescence and puberty and your sexual development. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the night you get married, boom, it's got to flip on. And that can be a, a real challenge, right? Yeah. So there are other parts that tie into this that are difficult, but in, we're just encouraging folks here to think about this eyes open approach and really reconnecting with the intimacy of sex and the feeling so each other. Don't tune out, tune in. Don't tune out, tune in. And during the orgasm too, as well. So, you know, you can really kind of lose yourself in the experience, but what if you move towards connection at that moment mm-hmm. and togetherness? And that connectedness. And so he really calls for eyes open orgasms, uh, which is a great thing. So one thing to keep in mind is most people can't do this right off the bat, but try it. It doesn't mean it has to be your sex has to look like this every time. We're not saying, you know, if you're not having your eyes open in sex, you're not having sex or, you're or not whatever. Connecting. Yeah. And there's still the place for the quickie and for, for you know, sex that's fun or playful or, or whatever. And so there's so many dynamics and layers, but we want to make sure that a good part of our sexual intimacy is truly intimate. Right. Yeah. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. So this is really an invitation that you give your spouse to come and look inside you. At that most intimate time together. Yeah. You're both very vulnerable, very exposed, like you are with nobody else on earth. It's a very special thing. Okay. Well, let's head over to our question segment now. And now for our Q&A section. Remember, if you'd like to ask us a question, you can email it to questions at onlyyouforever.com or please leave us a voicemail at onlyyouforever.com slash questions. So we have a question from Edwin. He says, what to do when fighting? You mentioned not fighting in front of the kids. So that's a, a past episode that we had. But once that's happened, what do you do? That's a really good question. And I think it's a question. Well, who We've all done this. <laughs> who doesn't have an argument in front of their kids? As much as we like to think that we all go into the bedroom every time or save it for later. Yeah. There's at least the odd snap or something before somebody's like, okay, shut it down. We'll do this later. Or else you just have the whole rip roaring episode right up front. So, yeah. 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 So thank you for your question. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate to this and hopefully 
We can give you an answer that's helpful. So it may not be a bad thing for your kids to observe an argument where you both maintain full respect for each other. Yeah. And if there's a resolution to that argument and they see that and they see that there's repair between you as a couple and at the end of it, there's still a fully secure relationship that they're witnessing. Right. And that can even help them with, you know, figuring out relationships in their Mm -hmm. life, how to problem solve. and Mm -hmm. So they can learn that, you know, people can disagree sometimes very strongly and not have that sever the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And still be in control. And yeah. Yeah. So here's what you don't want, Edwin. You don't want the kids to feel insecure about the integrity of your relationship and them left alone to make sense or meaning of that. Yeah. Or you don't want to triangulate your kids into the argument. No. Don't bring them in as, Like, you know, don't you think daddy's wrong or... Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't want the kids to try to rescue the relationship. So if they're stepping in to try to solve or calm or whatever... Uh, You don't want to see them taking blame or trying to distract. So they shouldn't have to own your junk. Yeah. And they should never have to feel unsafe, whether it's emotionally or verbally or physically. Yeah. They have a right to safety. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about them witnessing, it might not be a bad thing. We're kind of assuming these other boundaries are in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So assuming now that they have seen some arguments, and I'll assume that these were maybe loud and scary for them, but they were not physically or verbally or emotionally abusive. Just a, you know, a robust disagreement, then you need to talk to them. And that has to be age appropriate and so on. And I think it would be good for you to talk to them about how you had an argument. You own up where you failed. You acknowledge that it was wrong to speak to mommy like that or to daddy like that. And you tell them how absolutely committed you are to your spouse and that you want them to feel safe. So you could even ask them questions, draw out their fears and uncertainties and doubts and yeah. help them to identify the emotions that it caused them. How how do you feel when you see this? Or how did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? So then they're engaged as well. Yeah. And if you catch yourself heading into the argument, that's, of course, the ideal thing. So try to get yourselves at the front end. Stop, apologize to the kids, and then the other spouse needs to respect that. So if I if I kind of catch myself on the launch and I stop... you know, I that, can't keep blasting your, through. <laughs> it's not your chance to get in there with a, a second right hook, right? So... Affirming your love for your spouse again in front of the kids that you're sorry they had to see you upset with each other. And then you guys go sort that out later. Is it all good? Yeah. I think one thing that we need to be really clear on is fair fighting, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. And anything related to leaving the relationship is never on the table. Mm -hmm. Like You can't use it as a weapon of mass destruction, Mm -hmm. you know, for leverage or... Yeah. So any couple needs to be able to completely disagree within an absolutely secure bond. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks. So don't try to leverage the argument to win it with any threat of departure or abandonment that I'm going to leave you. That's just where we wanted to, you know, that's the, we could have an episode on fair fighting and I'm sure we will one day, but that is probably the one core most important rule. that Never threaten to leave. No. Yeah. It's just not an option. And especially don't want the kids to see that. And again, if that's happened, you have to, talk to them about their fears that that's created and reassure them about the security of that love bond. And then, and then I'm hoping, you know, if they see you fighting, they're also going to see you guys doing some hugging and some kissing and grossing them out. Yeah. A little bit, whatever is appropriate. So they see the, the affection between you. Yeah, absolutely. Good question. Thank you so much for sending that in. Well, that's all for today's episode. We have some special thank yous for those who left us a five-star review on iTunes. Mick, Quehaleth, 
Jody Mayberry, DefiningMomentsTV.com, QWERTY123, SSG, RFG969, and Scotty B 82 Thank you so much. Yeah, and a special shout out to Scott Barlow from HappenedToYourCareer.com who gave us a heads up that our podcast couldn't be found by a normal search on iTunes. So we have that fixed. We really appreciate you letting us know about that, Scott. So as you probably know by now, you can get the full show notes at OnlyYouForever.com slash eight for episode eight. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So the reason we appreciate these reviews so much is that it increases our exposure on iTunes, and that makes our podcast more visible to the masses, which helps us reach more marriages. So if you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review. And also, it's encouraging to us and it motivates us to continue delivering great content to you. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. So if you've been married more than a week, you know that there's... What? <laughs> What are you shaking your head at? I'm just watching your eyebrows. <laughs> what are my eyebrows doing? You're just like, I don't even know how to describe it. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, you sit there and try and enjoy the show, okay? This is okay. just for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you just getting giggly because we're talking about sex today? No, I'm very mature. <clears throat> okay. So if you've been married more than a week, you know there's a difference between intimacy and sex. You can have either one with... <laughs> your eyebrows are like... As soon as you said the word sex, your eyebrows went bing right up to your forehead. <laughs> okay. Can you not look at my eyebrows while I do okay, this? Okay, I'm going to look gonna get it done. Okay, I'm going to look okay. done. And no stickering. Okay, I'm just going to peek You're through looking my... through that. Thing. I can see <laughs> okay. you. I'm going to turn you off or something. No, I'm going to close the door so the kids can't. And you're going to go outside? <laughs> you just record. Okay.